Hi, everybody. This is Dr. Eric Corum, founder of AIM7. Welcome back to The Blueprint, where we distill cutting-edge science, leadership, and life skills into simple tactics optimized for your busy lifestyle and goals. I'm back today with another episode with Kelly Sterrett. Kelly is a world-renowned coach, physical therapist, author, and speaker, and he is a giant in the field of human movement and performance, and I'm so grateful that he's here. His book, Becoming a Supple Leopard, had a huge impact in my career on how I viewed human movement and mobility, and his new app, The Ready State, is an excellent tool for anyone looking to improve their mobility. Today, Kelly is bringing us three practical tips we can put into practice today to improve and maintain mobility, especially if you are stuck at your desk all day. This is a super practical episode that you are going to love. But before we get started... We got to talk about AIM-7. It's the easiest way to turn your data into life-changing recommendations for your mind, body, and recovery to help you look, feel, and perform better. Sign up now at AIM7.com and you'll get access to our beta app, four Zoom calls with me to discuss habit building, adaptive capacity, and so much more. So sign up now and make sure to note that you are a Blueprint podcast listener and we will prioritize your registration. Each cohort has a limited number of spots so we can make this the best experience possible. The next cohort begins really soon, so go ahead and grab your spot now. All right, now for my conversation with Kelly. So let's lean in and learn from the best. Kelly, from the pandemic, a lot of people went from working in office building, work at home. You know, I left sport, became an entrepreneur. Now I'm at home. I'm sitting or standing way more than I used to. And so these things are now an ever-present part of my life of, Ooh, I got to pay attention to this. What are the trends you're seeing in posture and mobility with people that are sitting or standing in one place all day long? And what should we be doing to correct these issues? First and foremost, let's establish that it's not sitting versus standing. It's moving versus not moving. And we can begin to then wrap our heads around, hey, when I had to work in the office, I had to commute, I had to walk upstairs, I had to interact, I had to move more potentially or I got to move more, or the environment forced me to engage in more movement. And I'm talking about non-exercise activity moves, just walking around, going to the bathroom, having some coffee, right? Whatever. Suddenly at home, my movement richness, how sort of dense the environment is, it becomes very small, that the total number of movements that I'm engaged in are fewer. I go from the chair to my coffee table, back and forth, right? And then what we see is the total number of steps you're taking activity levels has greatly decreased. And so one of the things that we found out was that we had to go say, hey, look, your desk, your kitchen table is really not the same setup as your desk and that you're in a chair that's less effective, right? It looks really good on your mid-century modern table, but (laughs) maybe isn't conducive to being on a laptop either. And one of the things that we saw was a transition to laptops, much smaller setups, right? I don't have this expansive view. I can't move around. So first and foremost, Let's say, hey, look, let's establish some, some movement vital sign activity for you. I want you to get eight to 10,000 steps a day, period, as a baseline. This isn't for exercise. This is just to lubricate your fascia. This is just to create enough non-exercise activity fatigue that you'll want to fall asleep later on. This is just enough movement to decongest to move the lymphatics through the system, the the natural sewage of your body. Those sewer lines are in your muscles. If you've ever had cankles at the end of a long airplane flight, that's because the sewage isn't being pumped out 
through the muscle pump of the calves. And so it starts to congest at the bottom of that gravity well. So the first thing you can do to feel better is just simply move more. And what that means is you may have to create an environmental situation where you remind yourself or you constrain the environment where you have to move more. So standing is better because now we're above sort of a threshold of metabolic activity, right? You remember the MET idea on the old Stairmaster, right? You'd be like, yeah. what's a Met? But I'm doing six Mets. I'm killing it. I don't know what a Met is. So the metabolic equivalent is where we begin to sort of establish thresholds of inactivity and activity. And we define sedentary lifestyle as falling below one and a half metabolic equivalents, which is how Harvard defines sedentary activity. If you just sit down, you're below one and a half. If you stand up, you're above one and a half. But we know that just standing for long periods of time at a concert, at a bar, then your back starts to hurt. You're looking for the chair. So we need to fidget. You might need to lean against a bar stool. You need something to put your foot up on. You might need like a skateboard thing. You might need a slack block. I just want you to understand that being a robot isn't the answer either. Standing up like a robot, right? We need you to move around more and it's okay to sit down. So some kind of combination. But ultimately, the reason I think we're starting to feel stiffer is that we're not getting in the movement that we used to. So here's a couple things you can do. One, you've got to hit that eight to 10,000 steps. If you're having a hard time sleeping, you get 12,000 steps. If that's still not enough, you get 15,000 steps. Your phone is a step counter. It's already built in. If you want to use a simple $5 pedometer from Amazon, get it. I don't care if you track your heart rate variability and resting heart rate. I just want you to move more. And I want us to be thinking about that as a vital sign. We know that 120 over 80 isn't great blood pressure, but it's blood pressure level where I'm like, hey, I should pay attention or my cholesterol at this level or my temperature at this level. Well, I want to look at just activity movement as a movement vital sign in our bodies. And so yeah, now I don't know if you saw there was some recent research that just came out. So I just want to interject to reinforce this statement of movement. I think it was medicine, science, sport and exercise. I actually just did a post on this, but the very interesting, they're talking about exercise resistance and that they showed us people that were walking less than 5,000 steps a day, which is when they people. did. Yeah. When they did a one hour run, they didn't have a, this spike in fat oxidation that they would normally see. And the following day, they didn't have a decrease in plasma triglycerides. Eight, 8,500 steps or more, boom, normal responses to exercise. And so they're starting to see that like, even if you're going to the gym and doing these acute bouts of exercise, if you're just not moving, your body's getting out of whack. I thought it was a really powerful paper. And this isn't like a standalone paper. There was a partner paper that I saw as well. That's right, that's right. You're starting to see these signs. And I believe that we're gonna start seeing more in the literature about, Hey, you're not moving. It's impacting other, you know, functions and, and habits that we may want to uh, be engaging in. Julie and I wrote a book called Deskbound seven years ago, something like that, and really looking at trying to change our working environments to be more dynamic work environments. And lo and behold, the physical therapists were like, "You're scaremongering people," and we're like, "Actually, if I want to exercise." Intensely, I actually need to move more to manage the decongestion waste. So what we found was, and what the research continues to support, is absolutely that it, we are designed to move. We are built to move. So start there first. The reason we have a nervous system is to move through the environment and perceive change in the environment so we can walk, feed ourselves, reproduce, party, all the things. 
And when we start to see that we're not moving enough, then there's a whole host of sequela of things that happen that are less good, that challenge the body. But the easiest thing, the cheapest thing to do is to start moving more. And let me give you a couple of ways where you can start to add some of this richness in. One, just go for a 10-minute walk after every meal. That is a Stan Efferding model that has worked forever, this little postprandial exercise. And I'm just talking about walk around your block for 10 minutes. If you walked for 10 minutes, just 10 minutes, you can do that. 10 minutes turns out to be like the functional like threshold for a busy ADD person. And that's 30 <laughs> minutes of walking at the end of the day. That's an insane amount of walking. That's basically half your walking steps. Second is I'm sitting with you right now, sitting on the floor. So one of the ways that we can start to put in some background movement is just to change the environment a little bit. So when you're watching TV tonight, I just want you to sit on the ground a little bit and fidget all you want. Sit side saddle, go 90-90, go long sit, sit, lean up against the couch. But one of the things that happens is we can actually use these recovery times. You're checking your email, sit on the ground. And what you'll find is it's another way of getting different inputs into the body. We used to have to get up and down off the ground a lot because we toileted on the ground, we slept on the ground, we, we camped on the ground, we cooked on the ground. And what we find is, wait for it, again, research, that people who sleep on the ground, toilet on the ground in cultures that you know don't have toilets and that sleep on futons, et cetera, have lower fall risks in the elderly. Isn't that crazy? Getting up and down off the ground helps, but also we see a decrease in lumbar disease and hip disease, which hints at, wait for it, I should have access to these ranges of motion and maintaining my range of motion does a lot to maintain the health and integrity of the system. So we started with the hypothesis is, hey, I'm working at home and my body feels different now. And suddenly we work into, well, I'm clever enough to start to ask myself, how can I get more movement in my day without having to do another thing? And that's really what I want people to understand. If you are at home and you're working at a standing, get a bar stool and perch on that bar stool, lean against the bar stool. Don't just stand. Think about how you're going to shape your environment so that you don't have to make another decision. And that if you get to work out, super cool, that's great. You're killing it. But you're also, wait for it, warmed up because you've been moving and not just sitting. So if you've worked out at lunch and you're, you've done this heroic thing, keep moving instead of sitting afterwards. It'll help you manage and continue to decongest at, as the normal process by process. So what you can begin to think is, well, hey, there's a lot of ways for me to start to influence the input into my body. I just have to think differently about the problem. Mm, I love it. So you said there was three things, walking after each meal, changing the environment. What's the third one? Sitting on the ground. Sitting on the ground. Gotcha. Take some, some breaks on sitting on the ground because you'll start taking your hip through full, more full range of motion. And you got to get them down off the ground every time you do it. And instead of, instead of having to do Turkish get-ups, let's just have you sit on the ground once in a while. Here's a test everyone can do. This is, we've got a new book out in April called Built to Move. It's on pre-sale now everywhere. We open with this simple test. You should be able to sit cross-legged on the ground and get up off the ground without putting your knee down or without putting your hand down. You should be able to raise up off the floor from a cross-legged position. And it turns out that simple mid-range, low exercise, low strength task is a nice predictor of your early mortality and morbidity. That if you struggle to do that, you're more likely to die early and live a terrible, miserable life. But don't worry. 
Muscles and tissues are like obedient dogs. If you just start sitting cross-legged on the ground in a week, it'll be easy. I love it. We'll make sure to put a link in the bio for that. I'm going to have to get a copy myself. As, as I've mentioned before, I'm 40, almost 43 now, and I'm noticing these things. Yeah. I'm looking at That's my right. friends. I'm seeing these changes. And it's, you know, the strength is easy, to be quite honest. Getting stronger is like falling out of a boat. It's pretty simple. You lift something a little bit heavier. <laughs> you lift right. something a little bit heavier. You want to get more powerful, move a lighter thing a little bit faster. Range of motion, mobility. That, those are the things where people are like, oh my gosh, my back's stiff. Oh, this, this, this. And these are wonderful things that, that everybody can be doing. I highly recommend the book and check out Kelly's app. Wow. That was a fantastic episode with one of the top people in the field of human performance. And you got some practical tools you can put into place today. Look, if you listen to this show, you've noticed that we are stepping up our game, bringing on world-class experts, and we continue to do that. And we're bringing it to you at zero cost. So if you haven't left us a comment and review, please stop what you're doing and do that now. We're not asking you to sign up for an exclusive sub stack or some, you know, pay a subscription fee for the podcast. But if you do this, it can help us reach more people, which is going to help spread the message. So please leave us a comment review. I would absolutely appreciate it. Thanks again for listening and I'll catch you on the next episode.